Hello. Here at Born Offside, Jason and I consider ourselves to be the rain men of football podcasting. That means moments of utter brilliance, but more often just consistent inability to deal with out of the ordinary schedules and those horrible things called time zones. What is a time zone anyway? Why is it in a fucking zone? Surely it should be man-to-man marked. Zonal is for Rafa Benitez. Speaking of which, in the time we've been away, Rafa's got to win. Rooney's been dumped out of the playoffs and given an England testimonial. Huddersfield have scored an own goal, sorry, a home goal. Julian Lopetegui has lost yet another top job and I've run out of intro music. Let's try and cover all of that in about an hour. Everybody, uh, it's it's another episode of Born Offside. It's the podcast that, uh, that you thought I, had left you again. That I thought had left me, like like a woman who uh, promises to be with you for the rest of your life and then and then fucks off. You know those? Yes. No. Yeah, but yeah. Yes. No, they're around though. They're around, and uh, you know it's just. Anyway, god damn it. All right, screw that. I've got one that that is staying, but then you get one that stays, and and you're like. Oh. She seems to be. She seems to be staying. She hasn't left yet. Not yet. Keeps threatening. But then you also wonder: Do you need to? Do you need to stay? Ah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, right. Don't ask her that, mate. Stop asking her that. No, it's true. One day, one day the answer will come out, mate. Uh, uh, it's uh, welcome. Welcome back, everybody, to uh, uh, to, to this. It's uh, uh, it's it's been an incredible last few weeks, and uh, as, as as mentioned in the intro, we've had a few issues with time zone uh, uh, time zone uh, uh, sinking. Well, the clocks uh, have changed as well, mate. Like clocks I, changed. I moved across a bunch of time zones, and then the yep. clocks changed, and also days of the week are hard. Days of the week are hard. Remembering yes. which one comes after the other. Yeah. <laughs> it is it's and it's tough it's and i've had a few i've had a few days off today is a is a, is a holiday here in here in australia for example oh, really? it, it is again before yes it's another one it's it, today's melbourne cup day uh today is the uh the day where they have a um a, but again only victoria victoria does this they did the afl a couple of weeks ago and uh, they decided that wasn't enough uh they wanted another vacation and this time it's for horses Uh, yeah (laughs) how does the australian public holiday system work is it basically like is there a sport and a sporting event on over the weekend yes there is day off (laughs) we need a national holiday the day before please the friday if you don't mind (laughs) uh but this this time they've they've really excelled the australians have really excelled because it's on the first tuesday of every november might as uh, well is, take Monday off as well. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what they've done. I don't know how they've wrangled that one. But, mate, there's not a single soul in, in this country who works on that Monday. Uh, sorry, in, in Victoria, who works on that Monday. So all the other states are pretty pissed off uh, because uh, <laughs> we just, you know, Victoria's just do it the way they want to do it. So there we go. So today is Horse Day, uh, uh, where they horse day. go and look at of horses yes it's the grand national of australia uh so and uh, and it's actually pissing it down here so um uh really? yeah is the grand not... national of australia not like on the back of kangaroos 
like chasing around alligators. <laughs> Mate, even if it was, they'd still need to make sure that they had good turf. And today is raining a lot. So I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there who uh, are hedging their bets on those kangaroos and who are not happy because some kangaroos obviously can deal with uh, 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 the uh, uh, wet turf better than others. So um, the the, the lighter ones. Um, Yeah, no, they're they're not out there trying to shoot crocodiles on the backs of kangaroos, although that is quite an image. Uh, uh, So very well painted. Um, no, horse racing is the Grand National of Australia, pretty much. So the the the, the country stops, and uh, uh, they all uh, they all go out in their droves and uh, and and dress up and 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 get drunk, and get smashed. So yeah, fun. Anyway, that's not what we're here to do. Uh, we're here to talk about football. So yeah, uh, uh, please let's uh, let's get back onto it. Look, we we do have so much to cover, and uh, uh, it's it's it's. Dave, you and I were talking just before the podcast, you know, how, how we're going to be able to cover the whole thing. It's obviously going to be extremely difficult, but we'll do our very best. Uh, of course, we have to start with uh, uh, with the sad events uh, uh, up at Leicester. Um, uh, uh, it, it was obviously a, a very shocking uh, event, I think, for all uh, people involved uh, in, in football, but of course, for all Leicester fans and players and everybody involved with the club as well. So uh, uh, we obviously feel very sad and uh, um, incredibly incredibly sad thing and from the research that I've done on it and just in the reading I've done uh, all of the people on the helicopter but particularly the Leicester the Leicester City owner were I mean from all accounts thoroughly good people Uh, he was an owner who uh, unlike some other owners came in uh, and really invested in the community uh, did things in a quiet way which um, I think is you know, you know, some people come in and they do things with all of this razzmatazz and whatever. And look at me, he did things in a quiet way. He respected the local community. He looked after the local people. And he delivered, mate, which I think is the fairy tale story, sporting underdog triumph that in my lifetime, I don't know anything like it. For Leicester City, mate, to win the Premier League is mm. just incre- incredible. I mean, there's going to be Hollywood movies about it. They're going to feature someone as Jamie Vardy, which is the bit that's difficult to get your head around. But fascinating, yeah. <laughs> I want to know. But otherwise, so and and just the kind of dramatic nature of of the loss, and you know, yeah. I remember the helicopter being a thing. You know, like you would you would see it like taking off after match reports and stuff. And I think it was his his one kind of extravagant thing that he did. Mm. And oh, it's just incredibly, incredibly sad, mate. Like my heart it, goes it, out to them, really, it does. It it really is. Uh and it's something that I think the fact that we didn't hear much ab- about him uh is is testament to, to how he sort of ran the club you know because you know bad news travels fast and uh, uh you know when you start thinking about um a lot has been said about you know the foreign owners coming in and taking t- taking no, my domestic the- owners too look at Ashley. And domestic. yeah yeah you know uh, but but in, in particular with the foreign owners i think at the time with uh um <clears throat> With Kun Vinchai when he when he came in, there was a bad reputation for it. With the Venki, the Venkis doing what they did at Blackburn and uh, the Glazers uh, at United, even the Glazers at United. Of course, at, at home we all all know about you know terrible owners and you know with with the 
Ken Bates and stuff and everything that's gone on. And even, you know, there's been thousands of hundreds of clubs that have been run poorly. The ones which are run well are the ones where you don't hear about the, the, the people behind the scenes. It's, it's sort of done, done quietly and efficiently. And I think once all the stories started pouring out at Leicester, it was really, uh, 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 really impressive. You start start looking at uh, some of the just just some of the minimal stuff that that he did uh, around the club, and it's uh, yeah a really sad, sad, sad moment. And um, and I hope that uh, you know I hope that they get all the support that they need during this time, and uh, and obviously that they come yeah, through. Yeah, I thought I thought the game on the weekend was very classily done. I thought mm. Cardiff City have to be applauded for for hosting it. What a difficult Absolutely. thing to have to to have to host. Uh, it must have been a very difficult game to play in because, I mean, Cardiff owe it to Leicester to really try hard, right? You don't want to give them a victory. Uh, but I thought that they did a very fine, very fine job of hosting what was a very difficult and somber occasion. And for me, the only thing that marred it was when after Damari Gray scored and took off his shirt to, to reveal the message that the ref gave him a yellow card. And to be fair to, be fair to the ref, you could see on his face he didn't want to do it. But yeah. if your face doesn't want to do it, just don't, don't do, do it. it. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, there's, and there's been a number of, of, of occasions where where these things happen with referees. Should the referee give it? Should the referee not give it? I think, uh, ugh, you know, and there's been a lot of debate as well as to, uh, you know, whether these things should, should be booked or not. But I, I'm with you. I think in this occasion, I think you could easily, you know, just, uh, you know, not do so. So, do you want to um, ask the Wenger and say you didn't see it? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's a shocking. That's the best way. Just, there's a yeah, shocking, yeah, shocking, shocking array of things that that refs um, have not seen over the years. Is anyone going to care if he doesn't see that one? I've that I know, I've sense. seen some people saying, "Well, he's only doing his job," and he has to, but come on, we're humans, right? It's you know. True. The, the entire yeah. argument for not having VAR and, and all of that is because you're having a human refereeing the game. And I've also seen this other argument that really upsets me of people saying, well, what if one of the Cardiff City players had lost someone you didn't know about and they'd taken their shirt off to reveal a message? Good on them. Don't put that guy either. Crying out loud. Like, it's not like we're saying that we should have a rule for, for high-profile high profile tragedies it's just like oh for god's sake i don't what's the point in that rule anyway i never understood didn't, didn't that, that rule yeah didn't that originate through like you not supposed to show yeah abs basically what's wrong with <laughs> so, the abs you're not supposed to see them apparently you know you're oh, not mate, supposed you, you know the moment you and i have abs if we ever do wait Taking them out every available opportunity in quite inappropriate circumstances. <laughs> I would as well. You're totally right. Yeah, just walk out in the street. You know, just buy a pint of milk. Excuse me. Excuse me. Can I have a pint of milk, please? <laughs> oh, hang on. I just I've got something in my eye, and I just need to use the the the, the bottom the section of my bottom shirt. bottom of my t-shirt. The very yeah. very bottom. <laughs> to rub. To rub my arm, I'm doing it now. To rub my oh yeah, yeah you can see that, can you? Oh, you can see abs. that back down there, can you? Yeah, oh abs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> didn't know they were there. <laughs> Jason, Jason, could you help me wipe this up? Absolutely. Just let me take off my t-shirt. <laughs> I thought 
that's what it was for. I didn't realize. And I thought that if you had another, that's why for a large period of time when they took their shirt off, they had another exactly the same color, but maybe long sleeve tight shirt underneath and they wouldn't get booked. I thought that's what it was for. I, mean, I think there's also, there's also like, they can't have political messages on there or, or whatever. That's fine. Who cares? Let them have a political message. Like, Neymar well, was a 100% Jesus thing. Get on there. Have it. Just because bloody Neymar says he's 100% Jesus doesn't mean I'm going to convert to Christianity for crying out loud. Well, that's a good oh. point. If you have something that says Jesus on the back, is that political? Because I don't think yes. you'd get booked for that. Jesus no, I don't think it is. No, it's not. Politics. <laughs> it. it should be. I'm with you, but I just don't think it gets booked. I think if you, no. if you, if you, if you it, it doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't get. No, what no. About so that, Jesus what doesn't. About get fellow that used to pull the 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 mask out of his shin pad. Do you remember him? He used to play for Fulham. I can't remember his name. Oh yes. He used ah. to pull the, pull the mask out and put the mask on. He scored like right. four goals. And I mean, my overriding feeling was it was lame, but I didn't care. <laughs> And he put he put something into it, you know. That's cool, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's all I mean, good. There's, there's terrible, terrible things going on which are butchering football as a spectacle. We're going to talk later about European Super League, but there's also like the prices that the fans get charged for going in. Thing, mate. As a football fan, have you ever been in a game and someone's indulged in a celebration and you've gone, "Well, that's it. I'm off. I'm off. Sorry." But Jay, it's it's three three with one minute to go in the World Cup. No, sorry. The moment someone gets a t-shirt out with a message on it, I just cannot abide it. I'm off. <laughs> Ruin the it's entire like, spectacle. It's a, I've paid my ticket. I've paid money for my ticket. I don't want to see that kind of stuff. I'll pay for football, not for t-shirts. <laughs> off he storms. Everyone, <laughs> everyone goes quiet in the crowd looking at him going, that's weird. <laughs> why, why, why did he do that? Oh, well, okay. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I, th I think it's uh, it was it was uh, uh, not not the greatest of things. But um, but anyway, um, and, and what a week it, it was because it didn't uh, uh, it didn't get any better, did it? Uh, uh, obviously, with with the, the the terrible news about Glenn Hoddle as well. So because that all happened at once. Now, uh, uh, reports coming out saying is, is that is that he's okay. Uh, thank thank goodness uh, that uh, he was in in the very best of health. And I think that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, a, a, you know what, Glenn Hoddle, mate, I took this opportunity to go over a, a few old videos of Glenn Hoddle and, and have a little bit of a look on the tubes. Mate, what a player. What, mate, what, mate, a fantastic player, but completely uh, alive. So uh, Yes, yes, completely. So let's, <laughs> completely let's save alive. the tribute for when, when, <laughs> for when, he, for when he passes. All right, okay, all right. Because <laughs> we could easily have gone into a few of, of, of Glenn Hoddle's goals. And just you and I are not very good at time management. So I feel like- No, we're not. I feel like we should, I feel like we should wait for <laughs> him to die. All right, okay. <laughs> good point. Why you mean like Roy Hodgson? Um, <laughs> right, okay. Oh, all right, okay. Oh, we're on dodgy oh. ground. Let's move on. Premier League. Let's move on. Come on, let's go, mate. We'll start with uh, 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 yesterday's uh, match. Um, <clears throat> it would have been the day before, I think, for you. Uh, uh, time zones. Here we go again. The uh, unbelievable football match that took place up at the Etihad Stadium, which uh, which was it a football match, mate? Two Goliaths of world football together. Mate, I don't think it was a football at, match. It, it was. It was just it was unbelievable. It there was. was uh, there was an undressing, and then really? a spanking. And then I what? think Manchester I... City did the equivalent of urinate all over their opponents <laughs> and then dance around. <laughs> Mate, there may very well have been, but it was it was there was a fire that needed urinating over. That's all it was. Okay, Southampton were on 
fire, okay, in the first 20 seconds. And, uh, <laughs> what a 20 seconds. <laughs> and you know when there's a fire and you don't have any water yet and you're all out in the campfire and, and like, I don't know, there's a wolf approaching or something, you've got to put the fire out. Mate, I turn this game on. I turn this game on my television at three one. So I saw. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Southampton lost six one. Um, uh, <laughs> wanted to say that, uh, right. and I was watching from three one. And I don't know if you saw it at all, at all, or any of it, mate. I really generally don't know if you did. But I was embarrassed for you in that. Mate, and, I, and I was even at the point where I was like, "Stop it!" You know, like when <laughs> one of your you I mean you have kids, but you know when one kid is bullying the other and really rubbing it, or my when my missus and I have an argument and she's winning, and then she sticks in the knife and twists yeah. it around a bit, and, and I was going, like, almost at the TV. I was like, "Stop it, you mean boys! Stop it! <laughs> Leave them alone!" Yep, uh, yep. <laughs> uh, what? Look, I mean, yes, of course I watched this match uh, in its entirety. Oh, mate, um, you are, you are an admirable I, human being. Well done on you for doing that. Well, thank you. <laughs> I don't really, I don't, look, I've, I've been through all the emotions. It's like, a, it's like a, a bad breakup, you know, it's like a bad breakup. The unfortunate thing is that we haven't broken up yet, you know, but we've been through all the motions of it. And this match really, really it's had everything. You know she's cheating on you with three of your best mates. <laughs> and you still can't leave. Still can't leave for whatever reason. She keeps coming back with that. But honey, you're the only one I love, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's and that's not what's even saying that. She's just sitting on the couch and you can't be bothered. <laughs> Mate, it was uh, it was it was terrible. Look, I've, I don't want to talk too much about it. Um, but um, my, the only thing I, I, I want to say, and I have been saying uh, right from the word go, is Mark Hughes is is not the right man for 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 this. Okay, if we want to uh, continue to be uh, for the rest of the season uh, down in the bottom four, I would say I'm going to give us a little bit of hope, and and say that there's a chance that we might be in the bottom four all season as opposed to the bottom three. Um, um, then then fine. Keep keep him, uh, keep Hughes. But like, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. Like, I think it's plain and obvious that this man is not the man to to uh, to get the best out of Southampton. And the the proof in that is the the fact that we've we've got good players in the team throughout the squad. They're not a bad team. Uh, uh, they've got players perfectly poised for every single position you could go through every single position and you can have a look at not only the first team player but also the backup player that's in there as well and they are not a bad team they are definitely a premier league team what's going wrong it's management all right this it's it's simple it's very very simple this manager is not capable of getting the best out of a group a group of players all right and he hasn't been able to for 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 a long time be it the you know, a conflict with the style of play that he wants to bring in or whatever. Uh, I don't think it's that. I think it's to do with his man management skills. And I think he's being found out. And it's just sad that he's going to be found out with Southampton. After that, Southampton, I doubt very much he'll get an, even another job in the Premier League, to be honest. I think he's that bad. So, um, Mate, leaving you aside for a moment, how good are City? Like, uh, Oh, unbelievable, mate! You know what? And the time uh, since we had a podcast last, they've beaten both of our teams, and they didn't yeah. beat my team six-one. But no way, they weren't far off it. Like I mean, they were a good degree better than. T I mean, Tottenham had a couple of good chances. Uh, Kane and Lamella, although City had that chance from 
um, Silver, which is just uh, wh why? Anyway, um, but uh, he he was off balance. I know exactly the one you mean. He was off off balance and didn't feel like he could whip his his foot around it, so he decided to give it to Sterling. Right, that's the one you're talking about. Yes. Sure. Uh, and then Sterling, of course, found himself in a position where he had to knock it past one and try to get, find the space and couldn't find the space. Um, yeah, look, uh, and uh, with, I thought that was an amazing game. And uh, and I think uh, they were being very unfair to um, um, uh, to the, oh God, Lamella, uh, because when he missed it, I could see straight away that the ball had started bobbling from the moment the pass was made. It started on the pitch, you could tell, and then it started bobbling up. Lamella's got to go in there full, full pelt, 100% committed, knowing that his body is in the right place to hit that full on. And then unfortunately, because of the bobble, it, it, it he, he hits it well enough, but it, it flies over the bar. Had that gone in, you know, that, that, uh, that could have changed the way that the game was being played. So I, I, I love that match, uh, by the way. But I, I'm, and you know what was so weird is I also loved the Manchester City against Southampton match. I know, obviously, because I'm a Southampton fan, it was heartbreaking to see. But when you watch Manchester City, you just feel like, and I, I I don't even feel like Samson played that badly. That's the weird thing, is that we didn't play horrendously. It's just that the goals, every single one of them, came at a time, at, at times that were, were were terrible for us. Absolutely terrible. The, the first goal was an own goal. That could have been avoided. The second goal was terrible. They just let Sterling run all the way in. What Hjordbjerg what and, uh, uh, and Hoyt are doing there, letting him just run all the way in. I don't know. The second one is... is uh, uh, a cross that comes in and hits the back of Aguero and then falls kindly for David Silva. Admittedly, David Silva has, has a lot of work to do. He gets over the ball and smashes it into the top corner. I mean, this is a beautiful goal. And that's within the first 17 minutes. You know what I mean? So, like, Man City can play with a fluidity after that. But so can Southampton. They can just throw caution to the wind. We get a pen, which which I think was was a pen, although it was close. I'm pretty sure he, he got his his hand on, on, on Ings' foot. But... um. Then to suffer four-one just before halftime, yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at the game, going, well, pff, ah, you know, th 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 we're making a lot of mistakes. Yes, um, the character is is there. They're trying. They're they're fighting to to try and get a result out of it. But we're just coming up against a a side who are playing the kind of football that I have not ever seen, to be honest, in the Premier League. I, I, I don't know about you, but uh, uh, this is a brand of football which um we're we're very lucky to be alive right now that's that's how i feel and uh so i don't feel too bad about about having lost that uh it, it, in a strange way i just think that mark hughes on a on a full perspective doesn't have the answers of this is from a southampton perspective that is so born offside the only podcast where you'll hear a southampton fan describe in detail each of the six goals that his team have conceded <laughs> Mate, all right, look. Um, you didn't have to. You didn't have to. I'm sorry. I'm the, sorry. The, point, the point that I did want to talk about, the point <laughs> that I did want to talk about generally was, do we think anyone can catch City? Uh, and using that point, transition onto the fact that Arsenal and Liverpool played and it, and it was 1-0 on a fairly yes. even game. And to measure the fact that City went to Arsenal and all right, beginning of the season, first game, but won really very comfortably. We were all told that Liverpool would get closer to Arsenal this year. Chelsea have been a bit better than we expected. But City are only two points worse off than they were this time. And last weekend, they're 
De Bruyne is not even in the team. Mate, are they going to get 120 points this season? <laughs> oh, it's kind of uh, like they are really good and hats off to them for being really good. But mm-hmm. I wish they weren't that much better than everyone else. Mm. They're, they're in danger of doing a bit of a Barcelona, aren't they? Uh, uh, it, it, it's, you know, we just fall out of love with it. You know, we just don't really want to be seeing it. But not quite yet. I, I'm enjoying the type of football that they're playing. I would like to think that Liverpool still have a shout. Um, but going by the last few matches over the last couple of weeks, yeah, yeah City have really that way way better aren't they you know they, they are way way better on the ball off the ball um i think the only way that you can beat them is by rattling them and the only teams that can rattle them are liverpool and chelsea uh possibly united uh now um and 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 then when you look at all the other teams it's going to be cannon fodder cannon fodder because they can't do it it's going to be they're going to be six ones five ones five nils four nils four four you know there's going to be loads coming up so certainly on goal difference they're, they're not going to be caught um <laughs> i don't think that was anyone's tactic no. <laughs> i don't think, i don't think Jurgen Klopp sat down at the beginning of the season and go what we'll do is a match and result for result and hope that we turn out better on goal difference <laughs> good plan Jurgen. like yeah yeah i don't i don't think but mate what about the arsenal liverpool game because that i thought was a very enjoyable game and i'm going to say some words now that are going to leave my mouth with a great amount of difficulty Oh, I believe Arsenal are back. <laughs> great, great pointer. You know what? And I've been thinking about uh, about about doing doing this podcast and wondering. Oh, mate, I want to talk about Arsenal, but I know you don't want to talk about Arsenal, so I won't even think about it, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> so, you but can talk about them in the in the scope of the game against Liverpool. Oh, well, why would you say they're back then? You know, because if you're saying they're back, then we're talking about the previous 11 matches as well. Uh, but, no, um, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I thought that the, actually the previous 11 matches, they'd beaten teams that they should have beaten. In fact, yep. they couldn't have beaten, they didn't, they didn't manage to beat Crystal Palace in a game they really should have won. But mm-hmm. then I was watching that Arsenal game and thinking, well, last season or the, even the season before, that's the kind of game and indeed was the kind of game where they got played off of the park. Well, bearing in mind that Liverpool came down and uh, pretty much spanked Tottenham at Wembley 2-1 earlier in the season as well. Um, what did you have to mention that for? <laughs> then, yeah, I would say Arsenal are probably back to the fear of Tottenham, mate. It's... <laughs> All right, look, uh, sorry, that was a bit below the belt. I didn't need to do that. I'm sorry. You did mean you, you deliberately did it. <laughs> uh, look, look. I look at these things and they, they happen like paradigms in my mind. I don't often say them, but when there's an opportunity and someone opens the door, I just feel like I have to step through. Hello, um, so- <laughs> I'm Jason. <laughs> I'm not mates with David. <laughs> let, me, let me in. <laughs> Mate, look, um, I, I think uh, I, I, I want to say yes. I want to say yes, but I think that there's still something left and it is the unanswered question of what happens when they come under a particular amount of pressure uh and also they they haven't had many injury problems i think at, at the moment they've got a pretty clean bill of health i think at the moment do they or, or am i have i got that one wrong uh, I have no uh, idea. Uh, no i think i think they've done pretty well in in that line they've been dealing with a lot of, uh, 
What? I thought you didn't you want to? Oh, right. right <laughs> Move on. Arsenal are back. I'll agree Arsenal are back. In the yeah. They are back, and it is it is uh, from from this podcaster over here. It's actually a pleasure to see oh, uh, because so I'm sorry. The more co- yes. no, no, it's not, mate. It's not because of you. It's just because of competition at the top. That's all. I want to see it more competitive and. Next time Arsenal play against Manchester City, for example, we'll start talking about more of the, these things about the fact that City are able to be derailed because there's more teams that are capable of doing so. And I think this is one of the teams who can. Tottenham are as well, uh, but they just, uh, yeah, just had an off day. Um, and also there was an NFL match played yes, less than 24 hours beforehand. Robot! <laughs> that was terrible. All right, mate. Well, hey, mate, look. Maybe it's a good time for a little bit of a break, a little bit of a breather. We'll uh, we'll come back and we'll uh, finish off with um, uh, uh, the last couple of things in the Premier League, but then we'll whip round onto La Liga. Australia loves a holiday, and Wembley loves an NFL match. Why? Why should we all do this? Why can't we all just enjoy some Belgian waffles, like over summer? Welcome back to part two. And uh, part two, where we will just quickly uh, go over s- some of the other Premier League matches that uh, um, that have gone on. Uh, obviously, I think the, the the biggest talking point, obviously, was the fantastic football match between Manchester City and Southampton. Jeez, that's just going to live long, lingering. I can't you keep <sighs> wanting to return to this game. You got spanked. Six one, mate. Move on. Oh. All right. Okay. Let's. Uh... <laughs> It's just depressing. You're right. This is terrible. Um, uh, it's uh, let's okay. We'll, we'll move on to um, F- Fulham. I think uh, we'll we'll have a quick look at uh, this. Is something that that we've sort of been having a look at. But uh, um, it's, crikey, poor old Fulham are just having a, a rough old end of it, aren't they? Uh, just not uh, uh, not enjoying themselves at all. Um, you know who I, think... I blame for this, mate? Who do you blame for this? You. Because if you remember a few episodes ago, we were previewing Cardiff versus Fulham and you deliberately were arguing in favour of evil, aka Cardiff, and you were were wishing unpleasant things on Fulham. And I don't think they've recovered from your voodoo curse, which what you have placed on them. Uh, it's a very interesting pointer uh, that you may be bringing up. But are, are you saying Wagner is evil? No, I'm saying that essentially Fulham are good. It's a lovely little ground. Uh-huh. Uh, they've got uh, players like uh, Seri in the middle, the, the young fella up front, what's his face, Sessignon, and uh, they play football in the right way. They've got Mitro up front. They should be, you know, like kind of where Wolves are, in and around 10th or 11th, playing some lovely football, having some fun, all good for the Premier League, but no, mate. They're they're losing to Cardiff, and they're getting spanked by Arsenal, and they're losing to Huddersfield, and Jukanovic is going to lose his job, and mate, fucking Big Sam's going to come in. And it's going to be horrible. <laughs> now that really would be uh, uh, an absolutely evil uh, uh, thing, really. Well, it's um, your fault. It's your <laughs> no, you're blaming me. Mate, when I looked at it, when it's it's incredible to watch because it's one of these teams that you look at and you just think surely not you know because 
I mean, have they brought in the quality all in the wrong places? I think it's, that's been the big debate, isn't it? Because they, they, what they should have done is they should have spent big in defence. And uh, let... Alfie Mawson. No, that's true, but he didn't even start, did he? At the beginning, was he? Uh, you know, he I wasn't... think he's had a couple of injuries and stuff. They right, they right. Seem to be playing a little bit too naively, dare I say? Hmm. They, it, it's they're not very good. They're not very good at the old defending side of the game. No, that's right. And um, and this is something that that uh, you know a lot of managers who you know come into the Premier League, I think, have to have to realise straight away. You know that yes, defending it, is important. Yeah, it <laughs> seems like when you watch the Premier League, it's a very attacking, attack-minded league. Um, but actually, it's all based on on a good foundation you know and you need to make sure that you're able to uh, uh to control things from the back or if you're not controlling things from the back at least make sure that you have a solid back line that doesn't allow uh uh for uh, for you to go behind uh, you know because as soon as you go behind in this league you know you're you're on the back foot on the proverbial back foot and before you know it you know you're 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 two three four nil down in a match and uh Fulham have been conceding like no one's business. Uh, it's you know, four against Cardiff. No one's business. How many have you conceded? It's no one's business. Now, come on, tell me. How many? <laughs> 25. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's 29 now, actually. Oh, um, anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, their goal difference is at minus 18. It's still not... Uh, uh, it's, it's like uh, Huddersfield is on minus 16, you know, so they're, they're not too far away from that. And we're not talking about Huddersfield leaking goals uh, left, right and centre. But um, the truth is, uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're scoring goals. So, um, so yeah. Um, um, uh, yeah, it's, look, it, it, uh, it's hard to see. But at Christmas, that's the that's the point, isn't it? Where you know most most of the time, I think there's only been two recorded Premier League teams who who have been bottom of the table at Christmas and who have managed to get out of it. Uh, so uh, you know we'll have to wait until until Christmas comes through and see if Jukanovic manages to do anything about that. He's not um, going to be there at Christmas. Yeah, probably not, is he? He's oh, not going to be there next week, mate. <laughs> You you would like to think you know uh, that uh, they'd give him a chance you know poor guy you know he's he's done well but uh, you know if he was at Southampton he'd definitely be staying that's for sure <laughs> definitely because we're we're a club who hates firing people as last season proved and as obviously this season is proving as well. Um, <laughs> But a, a word for, for Huddersfield, obviously, because that match down there was extremely important. So this is, it's a huge win for Wagner, isn't it? Really, it's a huge Massive. Win. Wagner, lovely man. Jurgen Klopp's best man. <laughs> I don't have much else to say. Mate, I feel, I feel that we should move on to um, uh, Spain. Spain? All right, okay. Um, uh, but, but I think, yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, let's, let's move on to Spain <laughs> and let's move on to European uh, he just, uh, he events. Just lazy, he just hates the word Spain. Just As, you know, like do we have to? Why can't there be a better league than Spanish league around the world? Doesn't make me very happy that you know that, right? Uh, okay, anyway. so we're going to take a break and then talk about Spain. All right, let's do that. Once upon a time, I got spanked by a citizen. Probably just rewards for wishing evil upon the nice guys in the Premier League. Take that. You sorry little saint.
welcome back to part three uh, of our, um, I was going to say daily podcast. It's, it's far it from was. a daily podcast. Once upon a time it was, mate. It was, wasn't it? We it might was. still do that again for the next European Championships. Mate. Oh, hello. It's just right. Just around the corner, 18 months. Uh, 18 months, a bit long, but anyway, it's not just around the corner. La Liga, mate, let's start with Lopetegui losing losing his job. Another job uh, within six months or even less of uh, of leaving. It's going to be a pub quiz question, isn't it? Which (laughs) dickhead lost himself two jobs? Like Two two of the highest jobs. I mean, if you're (laughs) Spanish, mate, if you're Spanish, the two biggest jobs there are. Mate, he's had them I mean, both and lost them both in the space of what? Hang on, uh, June of like a few months. He's he's had them both. He's lost them both. Mate, I think he's topped even Sam Allardyce in uh in in. Oh, I don't know. No, no, don't, you don't think so? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Sam Allardyce lost his dream job because he's a corrupt bastard. <laughs> Very true. Very was just a little little naive, I think. Was he just too nice? I mean, I don't know what's... I mean, the whole saga was just obviously done incorrectly, wasn't he? He was uh, fourth or fifth choice down the pecking order for Perez. Uh, he uh, got offered the job and, uh, you know, instead of... I, I partially blame George Mensch. George Mensch. Oh, Georgie Mensch. Yeah, because he's the uh, he's the agent rep- representing uh, Lopetegui. So um, yeah. I... I yeah, I reckon he's uh, he's partly to blame as well because he's it's been done wrong, hasn't it? Um, and with Lopetegui going there, and of course George Minge is also Ronaldo's uh, uh, agent as well. So uh-huh. at the same time, Ronaldo moving out, uh, Lopetegui moving in. I mean, what's going on? You know, and uh, really, he should have stayed to finish off the Spain job at the World Cup and then gone to Real Madrid. And uh, it was just a, it was just two weeks, as it turned out, in the end, you know, with Spain being knocked out by Russia on pens. Hello. Uh, you know, it was just two weeks. That's all it was. You know, did they really need him to, to come back, go to Real Madrid two weeks earlier? You know, couldn't they have waited? Um, uh, kept it under wraps, let it all happen, and then sign him once uh, once Spain were out. Because I think if that had happened, then the mood would have been very, very different because Lopetegui is a good coach. He's, he, he brought uh, Spain into a, uh, you know, out of a, a difficult period and into a much better period. And, uh, and of course, Hiero just uh, messed it all up at the World Cup for him. But, uh, but, mate, yeah, absolutely. Losing those two jobs, he must be, you know, if we talk about depression, Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talk about, you know, people... Oh, where, where are you, know, you going with this? Okay. <laughs> having a hard time. Interested to I see. Think... Interested to see. No, just, I was just going to finish. Uh, just going to say, you know, if we talk about depression and people being depressed, Lopetegui must be in a pretty depressed state right now, uh, I should imagine, in terms of work and everything. So, yeah, uh, Who's going to replace him? Because uh-huh. I, I was very interested. So uh, your friend and mine, uh, mm-hmm. Sergio Ramos, uh-huh. <laughs> Um, one of the world's, you know, top horrible human beings was asked after, uh, I can't remember which game it was. I think was it straight after the classical? Anyway, he was asked yes. what, what kind of what his thoughts on who the next manager should be. And without saying the words, I don't want Antonio Conte, he managed to get the message across, <laughs> I don't want Antonio Conte. By saying whoever comes in needs to gain the respect of the players 
and not oh. the other way around. Like, there's a limited <laughs> number of individuals who can get away with it. I think Sergio Ramos, John Terry, and perhaps Messi, but Messi would never do it. He would never do that. He'd no. never do it, which is why we all love him. But basically, Sergio has gone, look, if he's going to come in here with his work ethic and his rules, <laughs> he can fuck right off. You better I'm understand. Sergio Ramos, and I do what I want. Mate, Lopetegui tried that. Uh-uh. Didn't uh, work. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Rules? No. Work ethic? No. Trophies? Yes. <laughs> Being a cunt? Yes. <laughs> yes. And mate, if Conte does come in, that's the end of Hazard as well, isn't it? Because there's no way. You know, Hazard has come out and said how much he hated working with, with Conte. Uh, uh, I mean, not as openly as William. Uh, uh, yes. for, for, for Chelsea, who really did come out and, uh, you know, black and white, I didn't like him. Black but no. yeah, but Hazard had had issues with him as well, didn't he? And uh, weird. Antonio Conte is weird because if you look at his career at Juventus, he took them from Syria B to like Syria A titles, and then he took that Italian team who were shit. I mean, I think if you look at before and after with that Italian team, they are demonstrably rubbish. Mm. And he took them to what the semis? I mean, they beat Spain, didn't they? In that, in that, in that Euros. It, it wasn't beautiful, but it, it wasn't was... beautiful, but it was successful. And in fact, the yeah. Chelsea team that he managed to get to win the league, who'd had their worst season in the Abramovich era era previously, yeah. and then he turned them into title winners after a shit start. I mean, they were not at all aesthetically pleasing to watch but you can't argue against the fact that Conte is successful mm. well I mean he's it's similar to Mourinho in many ways right you know he's yeah, he doesn't... almost like more more what's the word passionate like I mean Conte's cardiologist must be counting the days it's happening soon <laughs> or maybe they have him on some kind of Viagra. I don't. The man is just <laughs> a ball of fucking edit. I quite like Conte. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he's he's he is likable in that sort of showman piece. Uh, I mean, he on cares, the mate. He really, really fucking cares. True. It's true. <laughs> that, that, that bit in the Euros where he kicks the ball away in rage is one of the funniest things. And his celebrations, like when he gets on top of guys and then rides them like a horse. And that, <laughs> I mean, that guy loves football, mate. Like, I love football. We, oh, me and Antonio, I think we get along. I, I, you, you probably would. You probably would. And, uh, uh, you know, he's, um, uh, but mate, he's not going. He's not going to be definitely going. Definitely not going. Sergio Ramos has gone. No, there's only <laughs> no, room for one. That. There's only room for one cunt in here, and it's me. <laughs> Can't have two. You know, there's just a mess. Remember um, the last time we had two with that that Jose Mourinho fella? Didn't work out well, did it? Mate, it's, uh, it's true. It's not going to be him by the looks of things. Uh, otherwise, he would have been appointed by now, wouldn't he? So they've got Solari in there for just Solari. taking Solari. Oh. <laughs> whoa. whoa, whoa. Santiago Solari. Mate, do you whoa. remember Santiago Solari? What a great mate, player. Mate, one like of the him. greatest bench warmers <laughs> bench. of all time. Oh, absolutely. Amazing. the bench more glamorously and more sexily than Santiago Solari. They should probably have one of the benches there should have his shirt 
sort of em embro embroidered on it, or at least if his you look, name. If you look hard enough, it says 29 Solari. It's like imprinted <laughs> on one of them. Inverted. Invert yeah, the wrong way around. <laughs> Beautiful, because that's where he was. Mate. All the time, he was always on the bench. Do you remember uh, Chelsea had a player during? Yes, the... I was just gonna go there. Mickey Kiki it De Lucas. Wasn't, it wasn't Mikel, was it? Um, oh, Kiki De Lucas. His Kiki name De was Lucas. De Lucas. He was always on the bench. He barely ever came on. <laughs> oh, mate, the, mate, I would have been a fantastic bench warmer. But mate, I wouldn't be anywhere as good as Solari because he's oh, he's gorgeous. He's still great. He's still great. You know, he was another good one, mate, who I thought was a wonderful bench warmer and should never have been a, like an actual starting player. Carlo Cudicini. Oof. <laughs> yes, that is another one. Absolutely, there is. Um, there's another Portuguese Chelsea goalkeeper. Um, Hilario. Hilario. That's hilarious as well. Love that one. Was it? Did he ever play? I mean, no, like Richard Wright at <laughs> Man City now. He never plays. <laughs> it's just always there at training. Mate, it's uh, it's it's so true. It's uh, uh, maybe we should probably go through a list of of of, of greatest them. ever bench warmers, the sexiest <laughs> bench. <laughs> Mikel, I'm sure jo uh, jo uh, Obi Mikel uh, uh, for Chelsea. He played a bit. No, but not half as much as he should have, really. He's, uh, yes, yeah, he did play Yeah, but there were some players, mate, who never... I mean, Solari... Can you remember Solari ever actually doing any football? Oh, it's difficult to remember. But I remember when he did come on, it felt like... Like a dream. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, you know, yes. it was fluffy. It was fluffy, you know. Oh, something something could lovely. happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello, Santiago. I do think... Oh. Do you think that the Real Madrid fan fans sang you know, Solari? Oh, I, I don't think the Real Madrid fans are, are that good at singing. <laughs> I hate to say it. I don't think they are. I don't think they would have done it. But if you know, shame on them for not doing so if they didn't. Uh, so they they really should have. Um, mate, it's a, 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 a Barcelona. You know, uh, are obviously looking like they're going to be running away with it this this year, aren't they? And Messi is apparently going to be back for the Inter match in midweek. Uh, um, by the way, which we looks looks like we're not going to be enough time to cover um, uh, for the uh, for the Champions League. He's going to be back after having broken his arms less than two two odd weeks ago. What kind of what kind of machine is he getting into? You know, to, to I've said this before, and I'll say it again. That child was given a lot of growth hormone when he was like 11. Mm -hmm. I think some of it's still in his system. <laughs> he's growing he back his elbow. <laughs> it's amazing. Don't know yeah, how he does he it. He regenerates, mate. Well, obviously, good for football. Uh, uh, scary for everyone else who has to play against him. Good for growth know. hormone. <laughs> well done. Maybe he has that on a shirt underneath his shirt. You know, he'll celebrate next time. Check this growth hormone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe I don't know. Um, mate, let's move on very quickly through, throughout the rest of Europe. Uh, some of, and just some of the quick headlines. Uh, Neil Lennon gets hit by a coin. Are we going to Scotland, mate. Let's go to Scotland. Let's go to a Scotland. Of Europe's taking and, uh, Scotland. Have we? Because I don't think we've ever touched on. Have we? Have we touched Scotland? No, no, Since we've never. Started. We've never fondled gropes. Never. No. Rubbed ourselves up against. No. Okay. Uh, should we caress? Should we... Um, no, uh, let's uh, bash Scotland. Let's smash it. All right, let's in go for particular, it. let's right. bash Neil Lennon. Because we oh, were no. talking about cunts earlier. Yes. And 
he right so for those of you who are not familiar go on the youtubes and watch it wait for the podcast to finish listen to all of it you might as well you've got this far anyway go on the youtubes check it so uh, neil lennon is manager of uh, hibernian correct yes yep. hibernian and hibernian are the edinburgh blaze team whose big rival are heart of midlodian it's like a slightly less important although not to them version of the rangers celtic um you know, rivalry. It's, it's a sectarian yep. thing. They hate each other, but it's in Edinburgh where they have more money than they do in Glasgow. And so inevitably it's a little less violent apart from most recently when it got quite visibly violent. Although I may, I'm not going to condone the throwing of anything, coins, bags of urine, whatever it may be. <laughs> no one should throw anything. However, uh, heart of Midlodian, um, were denied a last minute, I think it was a winner. It would have been a last minute winner. It was offside, it was rightly ruled out. And yep. the manager of Hibernian turned around to the fans and basically <laughs> goaded them. Like yep. your eye would goad a pub of Manchester United fans when we've had too much to drink. The difference being that you and I are not paid by the club to manage the team. <laughs> and. I don't know, but I don't know what you like. Obviously, you shouldn't throw things at him. That is too much retaliation. But if any, oh, I don't want to say he deserves it because it's not true. He didn't deserve it, but he's so close to deserving it. Like, it's, I thought that his behavior was just, uh, I have zero sympathy for him. Zero. Look, um, I, I think that he should have, um, he should actually have been hit by something else. <laughs> uh, I think. I think I'm not. I'm. I'm going to go with you a little bit on this one and say that being hit by a coin is. It's not nice. All right. It's not pleasant. Okay. Like if you've been hit by a coin before, and even if you haven't been hit by a coin before, I'm sure that you can imagine. Now, a flying pig. Right. <laughs> sure, now, sure, hear sure, me out. The bones hear taken me, out. Hear me, hear me out. Yeah. It's. It is absolutely. And we're only talking about the 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 the, the sort of blubbery side of the pig as well. So he's he's being hit. Okay, because let's just imagine a dead pig. All right, a dead pig. So its 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 feet are all sort of, uh, uh, and its legs are completely stiff. You know, and uh, as if it's you know you could you could actually make it stand up type thing. And uh, but it's dead. Too much detail about the pig, mate. Get on with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you throw the pig, and its belly is what hits Neil Lennon in the face. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm all right. With it. I don't know okay, about yeah. you. I'm, I'm, I can't I'm find right. any fault with it at all. Yeah, no, definitely. His his behavior, Neil Lennon's behavior, should be punished. I think. I think that, that his what he does. Two fans in the crowd going, "No, Jesse, you put that coin down. Get out the fat blubbery pig. Throw that no, at the not, bastard. No, not the pig. Yes, the pig. Come on, bring it. Out. But this coin is infinitely more portable. Shut up. Get out the pig." <laughs> Neil Lennon hit by pig. Um, yeah. <laughs> <Only> deserved. <laughs> it is absolutely. What he does is unacceptable. What what uh, what the fans do obviously is unacceptable. It's just not on. But finally, a little bit of interest in the uh, Scottish League and another and otherwise. Uh, talk about the football match? No, let's no, not. no, absolutely not. No, if you go and watch the football match if you want, but well, you know, waste your time if you want. It's up to you, um, <laughs> mate. Let's move on. Uh, and even it's, you know. I'm still not gripped by by Gerard being up there and uh, you know seeing what they can do and, and all that crap. I still think right. that I'm know, I don't care. maybe maybe two 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 
seasons, sorry, two uh, uh, matches from the end of the season. I'll go and, and, and read up on what happened. Um, <laughs> Wayne Rooney, mate, let's move across the across the ocean very quickly. Um, I mean, Wayne Rooney has been has been uh, uh, told that he can play uh, for England again. Um, Not for uh, me. What, what's going on here? What's happening? <laughs> what the hell? He's retired, right? Is he? Yeah, I mean, isn't? Can we bring back Dennis Wise uh, as well? Oh, and, okay, uh, don't go too far. That is, that is going too far. Uh, as the as the senior England fan in the room, uh, what would you be in half a Portuguese? Uh, <laughs> I will have the say on this. So Wayne Rooney is England's top goalscorer. He's also uh, probably England's top disappointment of the last two decades. I would uh, say so. Yeah, and and. The thing with Rooney is, looking back on it in hindsight, you know what? There are players who are out there who are worse than Rooney, who didn't, you know, always play in every game, who didn't commit, who pulled out games. Like, you know, Ryan Giggs, who's now the Wales manager, I think was a pretty famous example of someone not giving that all for their country. <laughs> I think Rooney tried very hard for England. Uh, I think it's also partly not his fault that he didn't turn out to be as good as we all thought he was going to be. But, that he wasn't played in the position that he was supposed to be playing yeah. in. There are, yeah. there are things in and around it, but also he is the guy who came off the pitch against uh, in South Africa 2010 after that game against, uh, who was it? The one where the fucking pigeons were nesting in the net because there was no danger of the ball going in there. Uh, who was it against, mate? <laughs> I mean, was it Algeria? Was that who it was who we were playing? Oh, gosh, right. Okay. Um, yes, po possibly. I'll, I'll look it up for you. Hang on a second. Yeah, keep going. Something like that. And it was nil-nil. And Rooney comes off the pitch and, and, you know, starts mouthing off in about the quality of the fans booing them. He is that guy. Mm. And, and when you bear in mind that Bobby Moore didn't have a testimonial, Bobby Charlton didn't have a testimonial, David Beckham didn't have a testimonial, Gary Lineker didn't have a testimonial, I don't see why Wayne Rooney deserves one, especially when he was left out of a, a squad. The moment Southgate did that, he said, well, I'm not playing for you anymore. Mm. So... Fuck off, Wayne. <laughs> it does seem a little bit, uh, a little bit strange. Uh, uh, why they've uh, and they to to make matters worse. It uh, make matters worse depends on on the angle, obviously. But they, it's for the Wayne Rooney Wayne Rooney Foundation, right? So all, all money and all proceeds are going to a charity, oh. which is a, a, a noble cause and a worthy Lovely. cause. And all why does he have to play? Why does but, he? Have, why can't we give all the money to the Wayne Rooney Foundation without Wayne? I mean, he can come on at halftime, talk about his foundation. Agree. Uh, but why agree. is he playing? No, I absolutely agree. Or a testimonial match, one that doesn't actually count as a cap. One, you know, the uh, uh, World Eleven versus England Eleven, you know, uh, that kind of thing. You know, oh, where, I where... love those, mate. Let's get Gazza yeah. out. There you go, exactly. And so so you got... can play. <laughs> Bring them all back. Come on, Ronaldinho can come and take a ball from oh, the sky. We can you all know? wonder about how fat he is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he can still, he's still got, still got a beautiful touch. Oh. Um. Uh. So, so she said. Um. <laughs> gotta be careful there. Uh. It, 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 it's. It is right. I don't know who's made this decision. It does seem very strange. I'm actually quite curious as to whether or not he'll be, he'll be booed or not. And why has Southgate said yes to this as well? Has he? It seems very uncharacteristic of a man who has been touted tout, or has been saying that, like, he wants to start brooding the, the younger players, bringing the younger players back into it again, and suddenly. No cheap taps. 
Isn't that I, what you said? No cheap caps. This is the yeah, cheapest of all caps. Yeah, no, absolutely. And what, does he start? Does Wayne Rooney start? Does he come on with five minutes from the end? What happens does... if he scores three goals? We're playing the United States. They're rubbish. What happens <laughs> if Rooney gets a hat-trick? We've seen him in the MLS. He scores goals. Then what? <laughs> and I sort of understand that he's being asked to represent England because from a commercial perspective, this is, this, this stinks of commercialism, doesn't it really? I mean, it's got, you've got, um, it's America, it's, you know, USA is going to be playing against England. Who's the most famous British import in the last, uh, in the last sort of 12 months? It's Wayne Rooney. What are we going to do next? Bring back Ashley Cole. Is Ashley Cole going to play, is he? Yes. Good, good points. Absolutely. You know, uh, you know, Ibrahimovic has, has retired from uh, from international Let's football. Let's have him play for England as well. Let's give him a fucking testimonial. <laughs> oh, hang on, he's Swedish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I'm I'm glad we got your view on it. My view is actually very very similar. Uh, you're basically cheapening uh, um, uh, the, the 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 value of of what it is to actually get an England cap as well. So, does it really matter that he's getting one extra cap? I mean, for God's sake, it's it's it does stink, unfortunately, of commercialism right there. And I'm 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 with you on that one. All right, mate. Well, let's move on very quickly. Let's, uh, uh, mate. This. In Paraguay this week, oh, there was. Oh, mate, you're going to cheer me up in, with this one. <laughs> Paraguay, there was a uh, uh, there was a football match. It was the uh, Paraguayan Clásico. Um, is it called El Clásico de Paraguay? El Clásico de Paraguay. Well, it, if it wasn't, it is now. Um, uh, aye, aye, aye. <laughs> Um, it, it was uh, in, in in Paraguay. Um, uh, uh, yes, it was. Uh, was this this weekend? Uh, hosted a football player called Fernando Ovelar, uh, who is basically uh, a, a a football player who has come through uh, come through the youth ranks, shall we say, uh, of uh, <laughs> of. Uh, um, uh, the uh, uh, of oh, Crikey, Crikey, who was he? But it was Cered. Cerro Porteño, sorry, I can't say his, uh, can't say their name, but the club is called Cerro Porteño, and he's come through the youth ranks, and he has scored, mate. Have you seen this, mate? So I think the thing that you you've left out there is that yeah. said, said individual is how old? Said individual is fourteen years old. What did you say his surname was? Ovelar. Is that Spanish for ovaries? Because he's only just recently left them. <laughs> Quite possibly, <laughs> mate. It's uh, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, it was an, an incredible. Fourteen years old, and, and like, I have seen this, mate. And it is that stadium is full. That it's, is a is. proper grudge match. And he, scores, <laughs> he scores like a a, a go ahead goal or an equal. Like it's an important goal. It's not like, you know. It's not an Andre Schurler sixth in a 7-1 win. Like, it's an important goal. Yeah. No, 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 absolutely. Uh, um, my, my understanding was that I, I, th I think it was to, to put them 2-0 up. And I think the, the final score was 2-all. I can't quite... Uh, quite can't remember it, but it was it was an important, very important goal. Uh, there's a moment just beforehand where he is knocked to the ground by the central defender. I don't know if you saw that, but he is basically slapped <laughs> like a little child <laughs> to the floor, and he uh, he 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 gets, but he gets back up again. He's played in, and and mate, it's a delightful finish. Oh, it's Absolutely. a lovely finish. It's, it's a delightful finish mate, by a fourteen-year-old. 
you sent me this goal. You sent me this goal this morning. And I watched it and I went, it's kind of a nice finish. Why, why has Jason sent me this? And then, and then I looked into it and it was because he was 14. Yep. And then I felt horrible. I was <laughs> like, fuck, that kid is 14. And he's achieved more in football than I ever will. <laughs> anyway, I remembered that you're six years older than me and that yep. to you, I mean, you're three, if, if it, that kid's lifetime is, is, is 14 years, you've done three of them. <laughs> and you must have felt really bad, mate. I mean, you were talking about depression earlier. <laughs> mate, no, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't feel too bad at all. But I know where you're going with this. But like, the, the thing I can think of is that, yeah, my son is, is, is yeah, four, four years old. So mate, uh, 10 years. This, mate, you've got to get, how is he doing? Is he progressing? How's his first touch? Is he two foot? <sighs> mate, you need to work on this shit. 14 <laughs> is the new bar. Unbelievable, mate! This kid has come in, and he has just—it's oh, just—it's—it's it's incredible. Now, I, I was looking into it a little bit. There, there are other players who have scored at the age of fourteen. Freddie Adu. Um, Freddie Adu, yeah, and look oh, what, what happened, happened to Freddie Adu. Yeah, exactly. Uh, much ado about nothing in the end, really. Freddie don't. <laughs> Freddie don't know where he is anymore. Freddie, I want to do, but I just can't. No <laughs> go. <laughs> This kid, well, we'll see what happens, obviously. But uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, if if you haven't seen it already, then then do get do get on the tubes and uh, and have a little look. Fourteen year old scoring in the Paraguayan Clasico, uh, very well done, um, mate. We'll we'll wrap up today uh, just very quickly because we've yeah we've we've got to do so uh, uh, quickly. And um, Mo Mo Salah, I don't know if you've seen this at all, but Mo Salah has got a sculpture out of him. Uh, um, if if you haven't oh. already. You definitely should go and have a quick look. I at have spotted a hole in a market, mate. It seems that whoever's doing statues of footballers is <laughs> shit at it. I think we all remember the Ronaldo Madeira airport. Um, yeah, didn't look a thing like him. Hey, uh, I still remember Ronaldo's face when they unveiled it. <laughs> <laughs> Just let him go. Jesus, I can't say anything, can I? It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, that particular individual was like a, a local homeless person, wasn't he? Who, uh, who turned himself uh, into a sculpturist or something. Yeah, he's a local artist. Uh, um, at, uh, but yes, obviously a local artist in Madeira, you know, so not, not you know, rolling in riches. Uh, not the most famous of, uh, of, of, of folk. But, um, but yeah, look, whoever made this uh, statue of Mo Salah, I mean, I... I don't know quite. So basically, what 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 it is is they've they've um uh, uh they've made a head uh the size of a planet, and uh, and then they've made they've stuck little little arms and legs on it, you know. Oh, but his neck is really big as well. So it's, it's got a huge. <laughs> it's like one of those bobbleheads. Yeah, it's weird. So he's got a massive head, massive neck, and then a really strange uh yeah I think stra strange looking. Uh, kind of a uh, 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 body sort of just almost as an afterthought just kind of whacked on it but anyway there you go so if you haven't seen Mo Salah's uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, sculpture then please go ahead and uh, and have a look all right um, moving on uh, let's uh, I, I think that's all we've got time for I think uh, uh, today yeah I mean there's Champions League games coming up uh, yep. starting tomorrow 
things are going to be decided and stuff, but we'll be back later in the week to talk about them, mate. Like, um, I think if anyone's wondering what's coming up, use the internet to look. <laughs> there you go. I think so. Today, it's, it, today's, it's, they start today or tomorrow and uh, uh, obviously finish on Wednesday. And there are f- some fantastic matches because uh, we'll start to know some of the first uh, quarter finalists uh, uh, for, uh, for next year. So, uh, so it'll be very, very interesting to, to start seeing who's going to be qualifying and who's not going to be qualifying. So, so, mate, I think it's a very good idea. Uh, we're, let's uh, let's uh, uh, review all of that on Friday uh, as well as previewing uh, the next uh, Premier League I'm looking forward to it mate I promise to get my time zones right get your time zones right mate get your time zones right alright from me uh, over in this time zone Lord knows many many miles away from every other time zone and from him uh, over in his time zone uh, uh, obviously millions of miles from every other time zone as well we bid you farewell and see you next time Well, thank God that's over. Georgie Mins was about the only thing I wanted to listen to. I need a break.